morning, everyone, and welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy, Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. We had Thursday night football last night. It was great. It was awesome. A fantastic thriller between the Eagles and the Vikings. So I'll give you guys my takeaways from that game. We will also be looking at some of the news from yesterday, as well as a good little preview for this weekend's week two matchups between all of the people around the league. So without further ado, why don't we sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. First things first, if you guys remember, I had some technical difficulties, was not in the regular setup, was not able to stream some video. So I wanted to show this clip today. This one is a fun one. This is basically just a compilation of all of Kyle Pitt's routes this weekend. And basically what it's going to show is that he was always wide open and just never, never got the ball uh, I'm still 100% in on Kyle Pitts this season. I think he's going to be amazing. Just look at this route running and how often he's open. I know for a fact that the Falcons were watching this. Desmond Ritter was watching this. And after, you know, they, they, they work it out, they see it in the film room, they will continue to establish this connection and they will make it a point this season to get Kyle Pitts the ball. So go get Kyle Pitts while you still can, because once he finally does have that ceiling game this year, you're not going to be able to get him. It's going to happen. I guarantee it. Kyle Pitts is going to have a monster performance at some point this season and probably multiple times. I really do think that this is his breakout year and I'm not going to back down on it until week 18 if it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> uh, somebody asked on Instagram, what about Drake London? I just, I think he's there to take away cornerback coverage. I, I think that that is genuinely all he's there for. I don't know why they use such a high draft pick on that if that is his role I'm sure he'll still have a couple good weeks like where the cornerback one isn't that good but it's about gaining yards in this offense it's not about gaining chunk plays they want to be methodical they want to be good and that requires just giving the ball to Bijan, giving the ball to the open receiver which is more often than not kyle pitts so let's go ahead and talk about some news now uh the first thing is i just want to talk a little bit about zach wilson a lot of people are off on him and that's reasonable i mean he's been terrible since he's been in the league but you know i I'm starting to believe that he's going to work this out and actually be fine. I hate saying it, but I think I'm buying Zach Wilson right now. I, I don't, I mean, it's good weapons. It's a good offensive line, good coaching staff. You've got Brees Hall who looks electric. I really do think that Zach Wilson is going to be serviceable in these super flex leagues this year. And I really don't think he's going to be as bad as rookie Zach Wilson. I really, really don't. So you can go get Zach Wilson right now for a decent price. I'm doing it. I really am. I I, I think I'm going to do it. And, um, and and that's just, I mean, everyone's just believing in him and with him. Yesterday, it was reported that Aaron Rodgers came and was working through the playbook with Zach Wilson and that Aaron Rodgers is still present with his team, very much involved and wants to help the young guy get better. I'm sure that there's been some mentorship all offseason. And Zach Wilson, I'm sure is like genuinely going to be fine. I know it was one touchdown, one interception against the Bills, but he was, you know, sustaining drives. He was getting the people open. Uh, he was scrambling a little bit. And so I think Zach Wilson, after a week of actually preparing to be the starter, a game plan around him, 
I think that he'll be fine. And so I'm excited to see it. And I want to get Zach Wilson before he does play these games because it's really not looking like they're going to bring anyone in. And Garrett Wilson, also, he's behind him. He threw that touchdown to Zach Wilson. Uh, and after the after that play on the sideline, Harrison Glazer reported that uh, Garrett Wilson was asked in the press conference afterwards why he was hyping up Zach Wilson so much. There's a video of him doing it, going to Zach, telling him he's doing great. And it's because he just wants to show belief in the quarterback because that gives him confidence and he'll do better. He wants to empower the rest of the guys on the team. And that goes a long way. So I do think that Zach Wilson's going to be fine. I really, really do. And I'm excited that everyone is behind him right now. Next up, we have a little bit of a DJ Moore discussion. As you know, this week he came out, he only had two targets, two receptions, 25 yards. Well, offensive coordinator Getsy came out and says, that usage was most definitely a disappointment. There's a lot of reasons why things happen, um, but uh, protection could have broken down on a particular play. Justin maybe didn't see something in particular. There's a lot of things that go into it, but we are definitely calling plays for DJ and he knows that. He wasn't frustrated by any of that. Sometimes that's just the way the coverage dictates where the quarterback has to go with the football too. So DJ Moore, better days ahead. I'm still believing in him. I, I mean, he's got the profile. He's going to be the wide receiver one. It's just going to take a little bit of time for that connection to establish. But I think once it does, it'll be good. They can work him in with some screens next week. You've got a good matchup against the Buccaneers. I think DJ Moore gets back on track this week. And I think that you can confidently start him. DJ Moore looking like, you know, the Bears believe in him. He believes in himself. He wants the ball more. All of that stuff. Go ahead and get DJ Moore while you still can. I think that once he actually capitalizes on the volume he's going to get, it's going to be pretty dangerous. And I think the Bears offense as a whole is going to improve as well. All right, let's go ahead and discuss uh, the Thursday night football. Let's go ahead and discuss Thursday night football because there's a lot of takeaways here. And I'm using a different webcam today. It looks like everything is a little bit off, so I'm sorry about that. I uh, I guess I'll have to figure that out. I guess I'll have to figure that out. I'm using an actual camera as a webcam, and so I thought it would be a little bit smoother, but I'm not really liking this delay right now. I don't know what's going on. I look better, though. I feel like I look good. Anyway, Thursday night football. Thursday night football. Uh, really? Uh, there's a lot of takeaways to come away here, but we'll just start kind of with the game. The Eagles won 34 to 28, uh, and it was really not that good of a first half, but the second half, everyone came alive. Uh, some fun stats. ESPN Stats and Info tweeted out that today marked the fourth time the Eagles recorded 250 rush yards and three rushing touchdowns in a game since last season, including the playoffs. The rest of the NFL game only has two games combined over that span. So the Eagles still one of the best offenses in the league, especially one of the best running offenses. And we saw with DeAndre Swift absolutely dominate. DeAndre Swift yesterday had 175 rush yards and he also had three receptions. He scored himself a touchdown, was the first Eagles running back to have over 70% of rushes and an over 10% target share since last season as well. Miles Sanders never reached that. Swift saw a whopping 77.7% of the running back rushes and commanded a 13.6% target share. DeAndre Swift looked amazing, and this is what I was talking about yesterday. This is a huge opportunity for him with Kenneth Gainwell out. They didn't have much trust in him for week one. They certainly have more trust in him now, and... I think that that means this is going to become more of a committee as it goes forward. It's going to be both Kenneth Gainwell and Swift while they're healthy. I really can't imagine this Eagles staff going away from DeAndre Swift with how well he played. 
on the on the opposite side, Pe- Rashad Penny looked terrible, absolutely terrible. Uh, he took away AJ Brown's touchdown, was terrible in pass protection, dropped a pass. Uh, not what you want to see from Rashad Penny. Three carries for nine yards. Um, it's, I guess, it's just not going to be there. It's going to have to take both Swift and Gainwell and probably Boston Scott to be out before we can see Rashad Penny do anything. I think now after two weeks of no usage, one of them being a healthy scratch, I think that you can officially drop Rashad Penny, unfortunately. I think you can go ahead and move on from him. One of my other big takeaways here is that Jordan Smith is an abs- or sorry, Jordan Davis is an absolute beast. Check out this play. started from the middle of the play but this is jordan davis basically pushing the entire minnesota vikings offensive line as you guys know this guy is like six seven 350 pounds and runs a sub four nine forty he's a monster and athletic freak he's one of my player favorite players on the defensive side of the ball and he has finally finally arrived last week he was disruptive this week he got a sack I am very glad that he's finally here. That kind of athleticism and size is going to take him a long way in this league, and it's making the Eagles defensive line that much better. They're amazing. He's amazing. And that's why Alexander Madison sucked. Eight carries for 28 yards, three carries for 11, lost a fumble, almost lost a second fumble if there wasn't a penalty, dropped a couple passes, really looked bad. Hopefully it's just because of the disruptive Eagles defensive line. But like I said on Wednesday, when we went through some buy sells, I wanted to sell Madison before this game. I wanted to sell him while he's coming off of a touchdown performance, because I really do not believe that Alexander Madison is going to get the volume that you want, nor is he going to get the points that you want either. He's just simply not that good. Someone who is good, though, is Jordan Addison. Check out his second touchdown of the season. It's a 60-something yard catch. He gets it on the 20, spins around, breaks a tackle, and gets right on into the end zone. It was beautiful. It was fantastic. And man, did he look good. And has he looked good so far this year? I, I mean, he's here. He is here. The rookie has already broken out. Uh, He's a fantastic wide receiver, too, to Justin Jefferson. I hope you heeded my advice and traded Zay Flowers for Jordan Addison Plus while you could, because once Zay Flowers comes back to earth this week with Mark Andrews' return, you're not going to be able to do it again. And so I hope you did it. You might still be able to do it. um, But again, I do want to move on from Zay Flowers for another rookie wide receiver. After he had such a good week one, I really do think he's going to come back to earth for week two. Um, And... Another big takeaway here is that A.J. Brown and and Devontae Smith are the same receiver. It is even more of a 1A, 1B this this year. In fact, it might just be two 1As. So far, A.J. Brown has 16 targets. Devontae Smith has 15 targets. They both have 11 receptions. Devontae Smith has 111 yards. A.J. Brown has over 100 yards. It's just that Devontae Smith has the two touchdowns so far. But if you own A.J. Brown, don't panic. It's going to be okay. He's going to have some ceiling games for sure. It's just not yet. It might be next week. Who knows? Like I said yesterday, I was really expecting an A.J. Brown performance last night. 
It didn't happen. He had the touchdown grab that was called back from a penalty and then had another almost touchdown grab where he was fouled on, but the penalty wasn't called. Um, and so I, I do think it's going to come. I think it'll be fine. A.J. Brown's a beast. They're looking his way. He already is out-targeting Devontae Smith. It's just Devontae Smith is out-producing him. Look for it to become more even as the season goes on and have some fun with it. Both of these guys are every week locked in starters, no matter what. And the final takeaway is that the Jalen Hurts QB sneak is just unstoppable. He got two touchdowns on that. They also got a fourth down conversion on it last night. They're going to continue calling that play, and there's just nothing you can do about it. I would say the only person that could stop that Jalen Hurts QB sneak is Jordan Davis. And luckily for the Eagles, they have him. So that's my takeaways for the game. It looked good. Lots of fun stuff coming out of there. Uh, and congratulations to DeAndre Swift. Congratulations to Jordan Addison. And Devontae Smith, I hope you keep having great games as well. And Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins, both of them looking fantastic. Kirk Cousins ended the day with four touchdowns. Justin Jefferson crossed 150 yards yet again in a tough matchup against Darius Slay. So things are looking really good for this Minnesota Vikings offense. It's just that defense is really, really terrible, and it's going to be tough for them to win games as they've now started the season 0-2. All right, that is all I have for you regarding news and Thursday night football. Let's do a little bit of a discussion about this week. But before we get into that, let's hear about Mojo. This episode brought to you by Mojo. Mojo is that player stock market. We love Mojo because we like making lifetime bets on players. You run out the clock on these guys. Mojo just rolled out a brand new fantasy platform. That's right. So now you can build a portfolio of player props. Oh, Jamar Chase over 77.5. Oh, Kadarius Tony under 15.5. Whatever the under is on Kadarius Tony, doesn't matter. You can just stack up the props in your portfolio. And the beauty is once the Sunday games kick off, it's not over. It's not over until it's over with Mojo because once those games kick off, you can then move in and out of positions. Let's say that you're well ahead of expectations. You can cash out. Let's say you're behind expectations. You're underwater. Well, you can double down. That's what makes Mojo so special, why they're different. Check it out. Go to the App Store. Get the Mojo app and use the promo code UNDERWORLD. The promo code UNDERWORLD Gets you a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. So the promo code is UNDERWORLD, and they will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Go to Mojo, start building your portfolio, and then during the games, you can be a fantasy day trader. All right, go get your football player stocks on Mojo. It's a good little app. You can make some money off of it just like you can in all sorts of stuff within this space. I saw a couple questions here. figured I would go ahead and answer them because I'm probably not going to do much after we go game by game. So Demo says his team is Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, Christian McCaffrey, James Conner, David Montgomery, Damian Pierce, Chris Olave, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuels, A. Flowers, Michael Pittman, Drake London, and Kyle Pitts. Any recommendations or trade ideas to improve? Uh, uh, geez. Uh, probably not. I mean, I think you've got a really, really good team, man. I really do. Um, maybe you try to go get yourself some rookie running backs, like a cheap Devon A chain or a cheap Rashawn Johnson. Uh, but I think you're looking good, man. You have a great squad. And somebody asked, who would you put in flex? Uh, because JK Dobbins screwed him. Jahan Dotson, Nico, Do Nico Collins, Raheem Mostert, or Gus Edwards. Um, that's a tough one. If Raheem Mostert plays, I'm probably going to go with him, but he did land on the injury report, so just keep your eye on that. I think the Commanders-Denver game is just going to be an awful football game with not a lot of points scored. 
Nico Collins got a ton of targets. So if Raheem Mostert's out, that's probably my second option. Uh, and I'm not comfortable starting Gus Edwards yet. They have a good offensive line. It's looking like Justice Hill's going to get some work. And so I want to see it happen. Okay. Uh, and would you do Derrick Henry in a late third for a neck for a first next year? Uh, no, I think I'm just holding on to Derrick Henry, man. Just hold on to him. Ride him out. He's awesome. Forced to start Pacheco. Um, dude, yeah, just start Pacheco. You're fine, man. Pacheco's fine. I know he doesn't, you know, always have the biggest ceiling or whatever, but he's got a decent floor and he's probably going to score a touchdown or two. It's a good matchup against the Jaguars. Just go with Pacheco. JSN and Brees Hall this weekend. Brees Hall. And in Dynasty, should you trade Garrett Wilson for Michael Pittman and Ramondre Stevenson? That seems like a decent move. Um, yeah, I think that's a decent move. Maybe try to get them to throw like an extra second in there. But let's go ahead and talk about these games. Just like last week, I'm going to share my screen. We're going over to NFL.com. And we are going to look game by game for week one, starting with the Packers versus the Falcons. The Packers are favorited by one point. It is a home game for Atlanta. And three of the NFL.com experts have picked the Falcons. For me, I think I will go with the Packers here. I just I think that while the Falcons do let the air out of the ball and slow things down, I really do find this Packers offense explosive. And I think they'll be able to score quickly. It's going to be a tough matchup for Jordan Love. He's going to be pressured. They've got a good secondary, but I think he'll be able to overcome it. I'm expecting a pretty decent game. I think both of these guys are going to score over 20 points. And I think there's going to be value found in all of these uh, players. I will say if there's no Christian Watson, I'll probably go with the Falcons. And as of right now, it is looking like there might not be any Christian Watson because he still did not participate in practice this week. So you know what? Maybe it really is the Falcons. But either way, good game. Next one, we've got the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Bills lost their game last week. The Raiders actually won it. All five of the NFL experts are picking the Bills. For me, I think I will be going with the Bills as well. I think they get right. Uh, they bounce back this week. I think they've got a chip on their shoulder. And uh, no Jacoby Myers is going to be tough. My big thing that I'm watching here is that I want to see Hunter Renfro get actual usage. If Hunter Renfro is not used in this game, he is droppable. You can move on from Hunter Renfro if he's not utilized in this game because it's looking like Jacoby Myers will be out. The next game is the Ravens-Cincinnati Bengals. This is another one where it's going to be a pretty, pretty good game. I'm going to take the Bengals here. I think that week one was a little bit of a, of a fluke. I think they'll get right back on track here. The Ravens just lost J.K. Dobbins. I know Zay Flowers looked really good. I'm expecting a little bit of a coming to earth from him this week. I think it's going to be the Mark Andrews show if he plays. It's going to be a fun one to watch. I think all of the Bengals get back on track. Jamar Chase scores a touchdown. T. Higgins finally gets a catch, and Joe Burrow crosses the 300 yardage this week. Next game is the Seattle Seahawks versus the Detroit Lions. This is one where this game is going to say everything we need to know about the Seattle Seahawks and Geno Smith in particular. They did not look good last week at all. And it's possible that it continues again here. Detroit Lions, the home team, coming off an impressive victory against the Chiefs where they held Patrick Mahomes to only 20 points. Geno Smith is going to have a hard time. Aiden Hutchinson was alive and well last week. And if he's there again, tons of pressure going their way. Again, a good secondary. Uh, and it's just it's going to be tough. I'm taking the Lions to win. 
this is the test for Geno Smith. Is he back to being the old Geno Smith, or is he still good at football? That's what we need to watch. Also, you need to keep your eye on the Tyler Lockett status. I don't think he's listed as questionable for anything, but to just hear if there's any sort of snap share or whatever. He had the injury last week where he had to miss a little bit of time. with a, It was a scary concussion moment, uh, but it looks to be fine. He's not on the injury report, but still something to keep note of. Um, and yeah, hopefully here with the Lions as well, just keep watching how much they are starving for a deep play threat. Because if they still can't unlock this in this game against the Seahawks, then Jamison Williams will smash when he returns, undoubtedly. The next game is the Colts-Texans. And this is one of my favorite games of the week. This will be a rookie showdown. And honestly, guys, I expect a lot of points to be scored here, dude. I really, really do. Uh, I think that Anthony Richardson, of course, is going to get it done. But I think CJ Stroud is going to get it done as well. Both of them were the rookie quarterbacks with the more impressive debuts last week. And I could see CJ Stroud yet again going over 40 pass attempts, hitting maybe 300 yards. Uh, and kind of the same thing with Michael, with uh, Anthony Richardson. I think that he's going to rush for a good bit of yards. And I think he's going to be able to pass well, too. This is going to be a very fun game. And I think that this is going to be one of the games I'm attacking in DFS this week. There's going to be a ton of value to be found, and all of the players are going to be cheap. And I don't think it's going to be that popular of an option, but I really can see some points being scored here. I really can. So give me the Texans uh, over the Colts, though, as they're the home team. And I, ah, you know what? Actually, no, give me the Colts. The Colts are going to win this game. They're looking better. It's going to be close. And I think it can go over the 39 point total. The Chiefs at Jack. Is another fantastic game this weekend. Travis Kelsey is supposed to be back. All of the Jaguars are healthy. The big thing to watch is which wide receiver gets back on track. I find it very hard to believe that both Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony have a quiet game again. I think one of them will pop off in this game. My money's on Kadarius Tony, not with any logic, but just because that would just be be a very Kadarius Tony thing to have a two touchdown game after such a stinker. He seemed mad at himself. He deleted his Twitter. He seems to be going in the right direction, have his head on the, in the right place. So I think Kadarius Tony might be a surprise bounce back this week. Um, and again, I think that either him or Sky Moore will have a good game. And that's going to be the big takeaway to watch here is which chiefs receiver is the one that breaks out. Also, Someone you have to keep your eye on in this game is Christian Kirk. Can he get back to good usage? Can he score some fantasy points? Because if he can't do it against the Chiefs and also against the Colts in week one, then th this might actually be lining up for a pretty bad season for Christian Kirk unless Calvin Ridley gets hurt. So tons of important things to watch for this weekend in that game. Next up is the Bears-Buccaneers. And this one I think is also going to be really fun. I'm taking the Bears to win. And here's why. I think, obviously, Justin Fields has heard everything that's being talked about right now. We just talked about earlier in the show where the offensive coordinators are aware of the Justin Fields situation or the DJ Moore situation and want to get him the ball more. I think there's going to be a chip on both of those players' shoulders. I think there's going to be a little bit of more of a focus on a passing game, especially since the Buccaneers have a good run defense. Um, and so I, I think that DJ Moore is going to bounce back this week. That's my big guess for this game is a DJ Moore bounce back. And I do think it's going to be close as well. We just saw the Buccaneers beat the Vikings. Baker Mayfield looked good. And this is what we have to watch on the Buccaneers side of the ball is Baker Mayfield. 
There were reports that we talked about yesterday that he was able to tell what the Minnesota Vikings were doing on defense, that he knew their calls. And so does he know that for Chicago? Who knows? That's going to be an important thing. If he if he goes back to earth, right, plummets back to earth, then we'll know that it wasn't Baker Mayfield returning and that he was just utilizing the defensive signals. So big, big prove it game for Baker Mayfield this week. Yeah. Next up, we have the Chargers taking on the Titans. The Chargers are favorited. It's in Tennessee and 45 points are expected to be scored. I think that this might be an under. I'm scared of this game. Like I said last week, I Justin Herbert looked good, but there was still something missing there for me. And I think that the Titans defense is one of the tougher ones to bring out the it factor against. I think that only one team is going to hit 20 points. It's probably going to be the Chargers. I think they will win, but I'm not expecting a lot of points coming their, their, their way in this game. And I think it's going to be some tough sledding. Keenan Allen should see tons of volume. The big thing to watch here is if Austin Eckler is going to play. He was absent from the media portion of yesterday's practice, picked up that ankle injury. If he's not there, Joshua Kelly has a very tough matchup against the Tennessee Titans. However, he should still get some volume. Everyone listening right now, go pick up Elijah Dotson. Go do it. He's Joshua Kelly's backup. And if Austin Eckler is out, Elijah Dotson's going to get some volume as well. And if he does well, he's going to be a hot waiver wire addition. Go ahead and do it before the game. And in terms of the Titans, this has Derrick Henry written all over it. Derrick Henry's going to run wild over the Chargers defense, and it's going to be all him. Ryan Tannehill looked awful last week. DeAndre Hopkins wasn't at practice yesterday. He looks hurt. And so in a game with just Chico Conquo, Traylon Burks, bad quarterback Ryan Tannehill, and Derrick Henry, it's all going to come down to Derrick Henry. Look for Derrick Henry to have two touchdowns and 100 yards this week. The next game is the Giants-Cardinals. And this is one where I'm actually going with a defense here. I think the Giants get back on track this week. This is an easy team to get back on track with. And I think the New York Giants defense is going to give the Cardinals a ton of fits. If you want a DST, the Giants are one of the are the ones I'm going with this week. I think Kayvon Thibodeau can get back on track. In fact, he's a really good IDP start. Now that I'm talking out loud, I might go pick him up and start him in my shallower IDP leagues. Um, but yeah, in I think the Giants win this game pretty handily. I think Daniel Jones bounces back with a really respectable performance. And the big thing to watch is Darren Waller's health and which wide receiver comes out of this game on top. There is no sample. I'm not counting the Cowboys game. So to me, I still have no idea who I want to be rostering. I'm keeping my eye on Wandale Robinson, keeping my eye on Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, and Isaiah Hodgins. Any of those guys could end up being fantasy producers. And if I have the space, I'm actually picking up Wandale Robinson. That's the player I'm stashing for this game because last year he was utilized a lot, looked to have earned that slot role. So if he can pick up where he left off, that's going to be a lot of volume going his way. And for the Cardinals, this is just really going to be who can break off a big play. So look for Marquise Brown to get some targets. Look for Rondale Moore to get some volume. And maybe, just maybe, this is the Michael Wilson game. So another player to stash before this game is Michael Wilson. He was on the field a lot, didn't break out in the box score, but still looked good. So Michael Wilson is a player that needs to be stashed. The next game is 49ers-Rams in Los Angeles. 
The 49ers and Rams in Los Angeles is usually a close game. I don't think that'll be the case this week. I think the 49ers defense is way too good. And I think that the Rams are going to struggle this game. They don't have a rushing attack. Cam Akers is bad. Kyron Williams isn't good. Puka Nakua, I guarantee, will not have a good game this, this week. There's now film on him. He actually didn't practice yesterday with an oblique injury. If he's out, there's no one getting the ball on this Rams offense, and I see it being a stinker. And so the, the 49ers, I think they win this one pretty handily, um, and I'm not starting any Rams actually in this matchup. Next up is the Jets-Cowboys, and this one's really interesting to me. Right, We don't have Aaron Rodgers, but the Jets crushed, crushed, and I mean crushed the, the Buffalo Bills. Three turnovers for Josh Allen, uh, four turnovers for Josh Allen, sorry, um, and was very disruptive on the defensive side of the ball. This is a defensive battle. I think I could see this going under the 38, to be honest. Um, I might actually, I'm going to go crazy here and I'm going to pick the Jets in an upset. I think the Jets, the Zach Wilson led Jets will beat the Cowboys in Dallas at 425 Eastern on Sunday. I'm calling it now. That's my pick. Um, that's my big upset pick. And the Commanders Broncos is another game. I honestly don't want to spend much time on it, but I think that this could be one of the ones where the over actually is hit. It's 39 points. But both of these guys, I think I could see randomly some points being scored, both of them hitting 20-something and going forward. If Jerry Judy's out there, I want to start him. Uh, and I'm probably, honestly, not touching many commanders. The Broncos do have a really good defense, um, so I'm not firing up Antonio Gibson for sure. I mean, you've probably got to throw Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson in there. Brian Robinson probably has a tough matchup, although he'll get the volume and maybe a touchdown. But... I'm honestly, for the most part, staying away from this matchup if I can. Doesn't seem like a good one. And our Sunday night football is the Dolphins heading to New England. The Dolphins are, of course, favored here. They just had an MVP-type performance from both Tua and Tyreek Hill. And I don't think the Patriots' defense is going to have an answer for that. They usually try. I'm sure they'll figure something unique out. But Tyreek Hill is still going to be free and open starting really uh, i'm starting everyone in this game there's a ton of volume and potential points to be scored here we just saw the patriots offense look pretty damn good against a really tough eagles team and so if they can keep things up against a worse dolphins offense i think there's going to be a ton of points scored here i really do i'm calling a ramondre stevenson game i think ramondre stevenson gets two touchdowns and i'll go crazy here i'll say that jalen waddle has a good game too jalen waddle gets back on track if he plays i think that there was some concerns that he plays as well but i think he will and i think he'll have a good game against the patriots and finally well actually we don't need to talk about monday night football we could talk about monday night football on monday actually whatever we'll quickly go through it saints panthers i'm not starting anyone in this game not a single person at all this is going to be awful. Easily taking the under on the 39.4. I would be surprised if any put anybody in this game scores 20 points. I might not even watch this one. This is two very good defenses with average at best offenses going against each other. The Saints win the game for sure. I'll give it to the Saints. Bryce Young is still going to struggle. This is another tough matchup for him. In fact, all of the NFC tough. Uh, South is going to be tough for Bryce Young. It's it, The Panthers are definitely finishing last in this division. Um, and yeah, give me the Saints. Not starting anyone besides, of course, I guess Chris Olave. But I think there'll be a better one QB option out there than Derek Carr. I don't think Derek Carr gets the 300 yards again. 
Um, and I just think that this is overall a very tough game with not a lot of potential points being scored. All right, guys, just real quick. Let me just do a quick little injuries to monitor. Forgot to do that before we went into the game. So thanks for sticking around. Just real quick. These are the players who did not participate this week uh, or yesterday at practice. Chris Evans did not participate with a hamstring injury. So maybe stash Travion Williams, maybe stash Chase Brown, see what happens. Brandon Cooks did not participate with a knee injury. This is looking to become severe. Some are saying it's an MCL. Keep your eye on it. Go ahead and start stashing Michael Gallup and maybe Kevontae Turpin, who got some usage. But one of these Cowboys receivers is going to get a ton of volume outside of C.D. Lamb. And if Brandon Cooks is out, it's probably Michael Gallup. Greg Dulcich did not participate with a hamstring injury. So Adam Troutman figures to start up yet again. Both Christian Watson and Aaron Jones did not participate with a hamstring injury. It's looking like both of them will be inactive again. That means to pick up Emmanuel Wilson. Like I've been saying week in, week out, go ahead and stash your Emmanuel Wilson. And I guess start up your Romeo Dubs. Um, actually, no, he's got AJ Terrell. This is going to be a Jaden Reed game. The Packers-Falcons is going to be a Jaden Reed game if both Aaron Jones and Christian Watson are out. And maybe a Luke Musgrave game as well. Actually, they have a good safety. They have a really good strong safety. So, yeah, give me the Jaden Reed game if both of these guys are out. Jacoby Myers did not participate. So, again, you've got to watch what Hunter Renfro can cook up if Jacoby Myers is out. Uh, Austin Eckler was missing from the media portion with his ankle injury. So, again, you're probably starting Joshua Kelly, and I would be picking up Elijah Dotson before the news comes out because he will be getting a ton of volume. Pukunakua did not participate with an oblique injury, so keep your eye on him. Tutu Atwell is the pickup here. He looked good, had the same amount of yards as Nakua, and has a very locked-in role as the field stretcher. Deontay Johnson is doubtful. Uh, Pat Fryermuth is questionable, so definitely keep your eye on it here. This is a tough matchup against the Browns, who just shut down the Bengals, so I'm probably not starting up any of the Steelers again. Really tough start to the season for them. Uh, and finally, DeAndre Hopkins did not participate. So this, if DeAndre Hopkins does not play, I'm calling it now the Chig Okonkwo game. Never mind. De Derwin James is there. They're playing the Chargers. So it might be the Traylon Burks game. But like I said, actually, if DeAndre Hopkins is out, it's just the Derrick Henry game. Why am I trying to pick a pass catcher? It's Derrick Henry all day, every day for the Titans this week if those guys are out. And actually a limited, just in case, John Mechie was limited yesterday. If he makes his NFL debut, if it comes out he's active, I want to pick him up before the game. Robert Woods got a decent bit of usage, and so I could see John Mechie actually getting a little bit of that and go at some targets going his way. And again, I really do think that he could be something special. Second-round pick out of Alabama, a really good route runner. And so I, I want to pick up John Mechie if I can, if he's available, because he did participate, was limited, looking like he's on track to play. All right, guys, let me really quickly go through your comments, and then let's move on. Fade Pitt, Pittman with Stingley on him or no? No, I just don't think he can. Pittman got so much volume last week. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Um, should Baker not have been kept quiet that he's good at picking up on defensive signals? Yeah, I don't know why he went out and bragged about that. Start Reynolds, Justice Hill, or Zach, Zach Moss? Probably Reynolds. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Nah, dude. Alave, okay, yeah, J.C. Horn is out. You're right. Sorry, Dylan. I forgot about J.C. Horn being out. Dylan is right. He's the resident Panthers fan in this in this chat. Chris Alave, I mean, like I said, I mean, I'm still starting him, but I still don't think this, there's going to be a lot of points scored. But with J.C. Horn out, Chris Alave will have a good game. Uh, and who should I start? Baker, Mayfield, Jared Goff, or Sam Howell? Jared Goff. 
That's a simple one. You've always got to go with Jared Goff. He's on the Lions, man. He's on the Lions. All right, guys. Thank you for yet another fantastic week of the Wake and Take. I hope to get my camera situation sorted over the weekend. We'll be back with more high-definition camera as I figure out some good camera settings, as well as get a better cable so there's no lag between my lips and the sound. But thank you for bearing with me. Thank you for previewing these games with me. And thank you for tuning in all week yet again. This was Wake and Take. I was Jason. You guys were a fantastic audience. Have a good Friday, a great weekend. I hope you win your matchups, and I'll see you Monday. Peace.